G'day all, it's Robbie from Glory Days. On Wednesday, October the 25th, 2023, the football community in the local area, particularly the Hume Football Netball League and the Walla Football Netball Club and Walla community, lost one of life's most beautiful and amazing human beings, Merv Wegner, aged 86. In November 2021, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity through 1494 2AY to record an interview with Merv about his life and times on and off the footy field, and what an amazing career it was, first as a player and then as an administrator. I was also very fortunate to enjoy a special friendship with Merv. He was sort of like my footy father, a man of incredible humility and common sense. I hope you enjoy remembering Merv. The Saturday Catch-Up with Robbie McKinlay. For the SS and a where you can eat, drink and play. On 1494 2AY. G'day all and welcome. I'm Robbie McKinlay and in this episode we catch up with a legend of the Hume Football League. He's a life member, Hall of Fame inductee, two-time Azai medal winner, six premierships at his beloved Walla and many other accolades on and off the field as an administrator and a player. He's one of nature's gentlemen and he joins me now. G'day, Merv Wagner. Yeah, g'day, Robbie. How are things? You happy with that intro? Or? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, I got all me. your notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good to have you pop in. And Merv, well... Um, just on that, Robbie, it's yeah. nice to know that I, I, I didn't only just follow a, a bag of wind around. I did a few other things as well. You certainly did. <laughs> yeah, you, when you retired, and, and there's a good story, funny... Actually... Tell, we'll do it now. Tell me about your final game. It was your 302nd game for Walla. Yeah, and I started, we were playing Ginger, actually. I was playing against uh, Ivan Benny. And this particular day, and of course, uh, I'm really at the end of my tether and not, not uh, running as good as I could anymore. Anyway, when the game was over, I thought this was terrific. See, Des Kendi and I were great mates. We've been mates uh, ever since we were primary school kids. And he said to me, I think, Merv, we might let you retire now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that comment. You can retire peacefully. Yeah. Yes. Because I always say, Merv, you, you never retire. You actually remain on call. That's what it is. Probably. Yeah. But, um, mate, tell us about your early life. Born in Walla? Born in the Walla Hospital. Yeah, there was uh, probably one of the... The, the the last one, not, not the last, but, uh, you know, the, the Walla Hospital then didn't uh, last a, a long time after that. And uh, Mum said it was a really hot day. A long, skinny baby come out. <laughs> <laughs> and Merv Wagner was in the world. Yeah, and it was a big, a big time ahead of him. How many siblings in your family, Merv? Two brothers, one older and one younger. Yeah. So, uh, and then we, we um, lived on a, on a farm. Between, on the Colcairn or Bundy Road, uh, only a small farm, but uh, that's where our, our early childhood was. Yeah. So d- Dad was a farmer. Yes, Dad, and uh, we would live. It was um, uh, fronted the Billabong Creek, which was uh, nice because uh, you know the Billabong Creek was handy at times for water and different things. And in fact, uh, that's where um, I learned to swim with the leeches. In the Billabong Creek. <laughs> yeah. But you, you didn't swim long for long. Now, Merv, you were telling me your, was it your great-great-grandfather was one of the first to settle in Walla. Yes, yeah, he was the leader of the group that came over from South Australia. Yeah, and that, uh, that was um, 
uh, quite a, a job for them. Oh, it, it would be just amazing to. So Walla was nothing then. They've just not no, no, not really. Well, let's see, there were stations around. I, I'm not sure if one of the stations was called Walla Walla or not. I'm a little bit vague on that one. But anyway, there were stations uh, nearby and a lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of trees. A lot of clearing to do when they came over to um, uh, when they chose their block of land. Yeah. And what about school for you, Merv? Was it what what schools were in Walla at the time? <coughs> No, well, uh, see, out where we were, there were still um, district schools, and so my primary schools were, were two, actually. One was Glossop, which was uh, five kilometres south southwest, and then uh, one year the teacher there broke his leg and they closed that school for a while, so then we went out to Orkari, which was north of the farm, about six, seven k's, and we used to ride our bike and... I was going to say, how'd you get yeah. to school? Yeah, three of us, we'd ride our bikes and... To and fro. Get bombed by uh, plovers and uh, magpies when that season was on. And <laughs> I was glad they were around on your day too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Merv, what about you? Um, uh, you went to hot high school? Where was yeah, that? Oh, yes, yeah. I went to Albury High School. Uh, yeah, um, at the time, the college was was, uh, was there at Walla, but uh, Dad had three boys and... Uh, yeah, things uh, didn't quite uh, feel as if he could afford that. So I, I went to the um, Albury High School, and uh, this is interesting. I did this for a term. I used to ride my bike from home to Walla, which is about 12 k's. I'd leave home at quarter to seven and have to catch a bus at half past seven. Go to Albury School, get home at five o'clock, and then ride the bike home again. Gee, no wonder you're fit. <laughs> yeah, it was in all weather. It was it was a bit tough and it was windy, <laughs> especially when it was windy when it was headwind. <laughs> so luckily, I only had to do that for a, for for one term. And uh, Mum had a friend uh, in Albury who was prepared to board me, and so I moved into Albury then and uh, took my bike with, of course, and yeah. rode, rode around Albury. <laughs> so, what part of Albury? West Albury. Yep. Yeah, that's where I was boarding. Yeah, um, a street called Small Street. Small Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And um, so, Merv, um, jumping up to after you, what year did you leave your high school? What did you finish? Yeah, we'll see. I wasn't that good at school, <laughs> but, uh, so uh, anyway, I, and, and in those days, you were allowed to leave at fourteen, and I left about two months. I left. Um, in November of the year, I was going to be 14 in January and I left uh, in November of the year, that year. And um, So you were still 13 when you left? Yeah, 13 and 10 months or something. Yep. And they said I could leave, uh, provided I did this correspondence and the correspondence is still there, like it's waiting to be done. The correspondence still waiting. Oh, didn't get ticked off. <laughs> didn't, didn't no, get ticked off. just didn't get. Well, you have, you got very busy as we're about to find yeah. out. Well, <laughs> see what happened. Uh, I come home and um, there was um, in those days there was a lot of little square bales made. Yes. So we went to carting uh, square bales, and there was also you know the sheaf hay where they made uh, chaff. Uh, that was the go in my my young days, and uh, that's how we could earn a bit of money. So, so that was one of your first. Sort of employments yeah, yep. 
on the yeah. farm. Yeah. yeah, it was tough work. Yeah. Now, Merv, we will we just we'll skip a little bit because I think it's important. Um, now your own your own family, but you married a young school teacher who lobbed into town, I believe. Tell us about Judy. Yeah, that was interesting. She was teaching at Griffith at the time, and the department. Uh, Felt they had to, uh, th- they wanted to uh, move her from from there to Walla, and I I just feel a bit guilty. I should have really wrote a letter to the Department of Education thanking them, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get round to it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was good. Although uh, I I think she was there for nearly two years before we thought of became. Where'd you first sort of the, meet? When did yeah, uh, I was interesting. See, we had we had a, a youth group then of about forty people, and of course, uh, so, like when someone new in town was always invited to yep. to come and join, and that's that's how we met. And uh, yeah, and it's gone from there. And, and the, the uh, it must have been true love, Robbie, because uh, her parents lived in Sydney, and of course, I hated going to the big cities. But I had to. To impress? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> so what part of Sydney was Judy from? Uh, Eastwood. Yeah, nice yeah. part of the world too. Yeah, yeah. And did they approve of a young Merv Wagner? <laughs> Must well, have. Obviously, yes, yes. I... Now, did you do the, when it come to the time, did you do what they used to do in those days? Did you ask the father permission? I did. Did you? Did. Yeah. Was that I, a nervous I, moment? Especially went to Sydney to do that. I mean, that's true love, isn't it? <laughs> Got to be. Did you drive up or? <laughs> yeah, try, yeah, yeah, drive. I don't. I, I, I don't fly. I don't like flying. No. <laughs> so I drove up. Yeah, and it was interesting in those days. You know how they now they got the highways. You know, and it's a bit hard to follow where you where to yeah. go. Yeah. But in those days, you know, it was all sort of you know if you go up this street and you turn that street. And, yeah. yeah, so I found it luckily. The old Melways, <laughs> the Melways, <laughs> and and you see, you also there was no mobile phone to ring to yeah. say I'm lost here or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, Merv, how many? What about children in your family? What Judy? You and Judy? What did you uh, produce? Three children, two girls, and and a boy. And uh, now we've got um, that created ten ten grandchildren and two great. Great grandchildren we've already. Got now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Merv, um, unfortunately, earlier this year, um, you did lose Judy. Judy passed away. But after how many years marriage? Sixty-one. Sixty-one yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. The last few years were a little bit tough, but uh, yeah, we've we've had a had a good life, and yeah, and she was a fantastic support. Uh, she um, was all whatever I was involved in. She was prepared to get involved in. And what were some of the bigger projects you gave Judy to help you out with, Murph? Yeah, well, it was interesting. The um, as we were just talking before about uh, Father Klimke, uh, as they called him, was the leader of the uh, group that came to Walla, and he was a great great grandfather of mine. And uh, I got involved with. Um, we decided we'd have a Klimke reunion, like just a Klimke family, and uh, they asked me to be the chairman of the committee and uh, yeah and we had a great group uh, but oh it was a lot of work because we, we, we would have started working on this two years before we had the event uh, meeting every month 
and because we're trying to get a lot of names together and uh, to uh, make it a very good occasion. And, um, yeah, so that meant meant uh, uh, quite a few hours away, uh, a meeting from uh, different times. And um, what a wonderful weekend it was where we, we'd have a procession, you know, of, of the wagons and... Uh, down the main street and, and also old cars and new cars and old and new machinery. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a wonderful weekend. And then, of course, uh, another one I got involved with was the when Walla celebrated their 125th and I was asked to be the chairman of, of that uh, uh, committee. And the same thing, a lot of work again. And, uh, a lot of work for Judy. A lot of meetings. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so Judy were... Well, she had to look after the children, didn't she? <laughs> I wasn't there much. But, yeah, it was, um, it, it's something that uh, you sort of get involved. When, when you're in the town and, and you like these things to um, happen, they just don't happen, do they? That's They've right. got to be made to happen. And uh, I was prepared to then, yeah, be involved. And, and uh, it, it, was, uh, it was great. In the end, the, the, the 125th, of course, went over a whole weekend. And we had different functions, and uh, yeah, and that proved to be very good. And and from it, we uh, built the um, the wagon shed that's in the main street there now, and uh, we're to preserve uh, a replica of the wagons that came over from South Australia. Yeah, that's what that's all about. Yeah, that's why that's there. And also, it's it's been used at uh, well, Bunbury Show has been used uh, at Colcan and Jindra, different things, and. We, we just maintain it and keep it in good order so that it can go out on the road. Now, Murph, before we delve into the sporting side of the life, um, what year did you move into town? Because you're still living in Walla. When did you leave the, the family farm? Yeah, well, actually, uh, I had... Uh, I lived on five different farms <laughs> and uh, mainly trying to, you know, how you'd like to improve yourself, get a bit more land and all this sort of thing. So 2004, uh, I sold the last of the of the farm and then um, moved into Walla. Yeah, started 2005. Now, you're still working too, don't you? You've got a little... Ca- tell me about your current in- employment. Yeah, I'm still... Uh, I'm a mailman. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I, um, I was doing a bit of school bus driving. And, uh, so Is Des Kennedy be proud of you? <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I retired from that, and this opportunity came up because, with the mum, it's only three hours, uh, three mornings a week, and the only people who can sort of do that is somebody who is retired. And uh, yeah, so I was asked if I would do it, and I've been enjoying it. I've been doing it now for five years, and I enjoy it. It's out uh, towards um, uh, Elmer Park. Yep. 100Ks, takes. Yeah. It's got me thinking now, if you were a mailman in Des Kennedy's time as the postmaster, at the, you would have to, imagine the amount of hours you'd be talking about sport before you actually hit the road. You'd have to get in there two hours early, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Des and I had many a yarn in his post office. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking with one of the Hume Football League's greatest ever players and administrators and a ripping bloke, Merv Wegner. Now, Merv, we've, um, we've gone through your early days at Waller and school and whatnot, but when was your first real taste of sport, you know, just trying your luck? Yeah, primary school. Uh, uh, primary school in those days used to have uh, a special sports day, you know, where you'd have races, uh, sprint races, 
long distance running, high jumping, uh, broad jumping, long jumping. And of course, when you're in a small school, you get big opportunities because <laughs> there's not as many. See, the, the schools that I went to only were about 12, 14 students. So the opportunity was there to, to being a, a lot of these events and I used to love it. I used to love that. And uh, so we'd have a big day. Um, they'd have them at Wabundry, small, what they call the small schools sports day. Yep. Uh, come home pretty tired, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And then <coughs> tennis was probably the, yeah, at, at high school. I, well, high school I played um, uh, footy um, and, uh, and tennis. Um, goes, um, and that was at Aubrey High? Aubrey High. Tennis uh, coach there was um, uh, Peter Schumach. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was good uh, and he used to get us out. And those of us who wanted to have uh, coaching in after school. Yep. And um, I did it for a bit, not, 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 not real serious. But it was interesting. Uh, my, um, one of my schoolmates, Bob Marks, what his name, he he went on and played uh, tennis for Australia and really yeah South Africa yeah it was amazing and and he did it just because he practiced every day when I first was at school I could beat him but he just yeah just put a, a big effort into it so that's what can be achieved if you want to yeah, yeah. so Merv in those days I guess if you wanted to be fascinated by world sport I guess it was radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how would yeah. you track what was going on in the Olympic Games that might have been on or the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, well, see, <laughs> yeah, you could only do through, through radio. <clears throat> that was interesting. Uh, one thing I did too, I carried the Olympic torch in 1956. In 1956? Yeah. How did you get... Yeah. And, and what part of the... Was down the Olympic yeah. highway, I suppose? But between Henty and Colcan. There was, um, I think... Four of us from Walla, we had to go over to Colcairn and prove that we could run a mile in six minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's what we had to do, mile in six minutes. Oh, you'd do that easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, we, we did. There was Keith Churches, uh, myself, Neville Forge, Max Wenke. Yeah, and and uh, it was interesting. Um, did Keith give it to me and I give it to Neville Forge? Yeah, that's what a thrill! Coming down, yeah, and um, there was a, a policeman on a motorbike, a, a sidecar motorbike, travelled along with us. And I suppose that's in case we collapsed, they put us in the car. <laughs> yeah. It was that they were that tight for time. You had to be those yeah. six minute blocks. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. And and we did it at seven o'clock one evening. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Merv, I've. Thought I knew a fair bit about you because I, when you had your Hume Football League induction, I, I had to study the form. I never knew you carried the Olympic torch. Did, <laughs> did not that come into it. <laughs> they didn't back you up in two thousand for another go. No, it was interesting. How would you go on with the six minutes then? No, no you know what they did then? No. I, I said this is not fair. They could walk it. Oh. They did too. Yeah. yeah, they walked it. Actually, I think I put my name in. <laughs> did you? Yeah, but uh, didn't get didn't get a call. But which uh, you know, I wasn't worried about that. And also, uh, you could keep the torch that you carried. But nowadays we didn't. It was a pretty heavy one. The one that we yeah, it came from right northern New South Wales, right yep. down. Because that's the, obviously the origins of the Olympic Way, isn't it? The yes, highway. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go, Merv. Yeah. Um, now, what about um, your first 
taste of competitive sport. The Hume League Juniors now is a fantastic competition, but in your day, the Hume Juniors had a very different look about it. Yeah, I, I started when I was 13 playing for the Waller under-19s. It was an under-19s competition. That was your earliest <coughs> age group you could play? It was the first uh, 1950, I think that was. So, Merv, what did, what did junior footballers between the age of, say, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, what was their means of playing sport football? Yeah, they were... Just was, kicking the footy around, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah so there wasn't... Um, it wasn't a competition, no. So it was under. So it was as a thirteen-year-old, you're playing in an under nineteen comp in the back pocket. That'd be pretty um, <laughs> demanding. That'd be, yeah, it's well, a big difference. Yeah, exactly. And you see, it was um, uh, in those days. It uh, nearly all local boys in all the teams around. Yeah, it was quite different then, wasn't it? There was a lot more uh, local talent around because. Uh, the jobs were here, the, the farms were smaller, there was jobs in the towns and yeah, yeah it was so different. Merv, can you remember, you, we spoke earlier on, we spoke about your, your last senior game, your 302nd game for Walla. Mm. Can you remember game number one in the seniors? <laughs> I can remember the year, I can't remember the actual day that I played it, but I can remember things that happened during that year. It was interesting um, in those days, you know, um, we were told... Uh, I was pl- I started on the forward flank. You stay out there. When the ball's kicked up high, then you can come in. But you stay out there till the ball's up in the air. <laughs> so what year was that? That was in 53. <laughs> now, was that a premiership year for Waller? Yes, yes. So and you were able to jag a premiership in your first year of senior footy? I was really lucky, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. No, the, Max Wanky and I were two boys that were come up from the juniors. He... Um, we introduced to senior footy, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. We we both played right through the year. That was good. Dick Smith was the coach from he was from Colcan. So who did you beat in that grand final in 1953, Merv? Uh, Brocklesby, yeah, Brocklesby beat us in the second semi. I think we were the top team for the year, but they beat us in the second semi final. Then we had to play Baldale in the final, and at three quarter time, oh, I don't know, we were down by. Five goals or something. I thought, oh dear, here's a battle. And uh, we got a good run on the last quarter, won it, and then played Brocklesby again in the grand final. And I think we ended up having a reasonably comfortable win in the grand final. Where was yeah. that at? Burren Buttick. At Burren Buttick, yeah. yeah. Both uh, the final and grand final and, at Burren Buttick. And Merv, who was coaching Waller in that your first year? Uh, Dick Smith. Oh, sorry, you did yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah Dick Smith yeah. coaching. Yeah, he yeah, he was uh, the coach. Yeah. Now that that was the first of six premierships at Walla, and yep. you won your first in nineteen fifty three. Yep. And was it nineteen seventy four? Was the did, last one. Yeah. You won your last yeah. premiership. Who who was that against? Jindra. Jindra. Yeah. And that would have been at Walbundry. <coughs> yes. Yeah, that was at Walbundry, and uh, yeah, Bill Barton was the coach then. Um, yeah, I, I, it was. Um, those. It's interesting of all the premierships I've played in. Those two, I remember most. I don't know why. The first and the last. <laughs> first and the last. Yeah. Well, the last was uh, quite a challenge because see, I'm at the end of my career, and I just said to Bill Barton, uh, that was the coach. I just said, "Oh, if I can uh, have a bit of a, you know, a try on the ruck, like." Uh, Kevin Colag and I were sort of sharing it. 
And uh, I think I asked him if I could start. I was just so determined to put in a, a good... For me, I knew it would be my last in a grand final. And, yeah, and as it turned out, I didn't have too bad a day. And uh, I was a bit lucky. Things went my way. And, yeah, so it was, uh, it was quite... You know, when, when you're getting to the... Uh, and the more the veteran stage, you just hope that you're not being um, a burden to the team. You know, you yeah. want to you want to make some contribution. So, yeah. Merv, over the, <coughs> when you were president of the Hume Football League and and grand final day at Walbundry is just one of the great days in the region, mm. and you sit up in in that in the president's box there, yeah. adjacent with the timekeepers. Now, yeah. do you? times reflect back on when you had your time at Wild Bundry you know, on Grand Final Day? Does little memory come flooding back? Yeah, probably a bit, uh, although <laughs> there's too many other things to think about. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it, uh, it's interesting that uh, the ground's, uh, you know, all the same. And, uh, uh, see, um, 1972 we started having Grand Finals at, uh, at Wild Bundry and um, yeah, they've been there ever since. Uh, which has been a, a credit to the people at Wawandry, of course, uh, to have such good facilities there. Yeah. yeah. And Merv, Walla had an incredibly successful period <coughs> while you were playing there, and also a little bit before you and, and a bit after that. What, what made Walla such a successful club? Because really in that era then, they, they were sort of like the current day Osborne or the Mitter United in the Tulanga League, weren't they? Yes, yeah, we, we had a good run. Uh, you see, as I, was, um, I said, with the junior footy, it was more local boys and the same with seniors in, in, that, uh, in the early era. Uh, there was a lot of local boys who were, who were good. You know, they were good, good footballers. And we were lucky to have um, have a, a number, and uh, I think, uh, and and they stayed for a while, and uh, that all helped. Towards the end of um, my career, we we were starting to, you know, get one or two, three outside players just to fill a, a particular position or something. And yeah, one of the the modern day words they use is cultures in footy club. But what, how would you describe Waller? Football club in the you know the fifties, sixties, and seventies when you were there. Oh yeah, um, the, the the atmosphere was always good. Yeah, we we always got on well together, um, and and that was uh, pretty important to to um, work together. And um, I think that's what uh, sort of made us uh, fairly successful. And, and did you have have that feeling of not in, invincibility, but if you were behind you? you because you'd been together for a fair bit and you knew each other that you could still win a game? Yeah, see, we had some pretty determined players and that, that's important. If you want to succeed in sport, you've got to be determined, haven't you? Um, you've got to think, well, we're down here. What are we going to do? We've got to get, you know, do something to catch up or uh, and that. And, and we, we were able to do that in a number of occasions and that was a credit to some of the... Yeah, the, the players, their determination. And and move on a uh, personal front. You, of course, uh, won the As I Medal twice, which is for the best and fairest player in the Hume Football League. Um, that's always something you reflect back on. I know for a long time there you were the only person to win it twice. That's been passed since then. But how do you reflect back on that? Yeah, a bit lucky. Um which you have to be when in that you, you know the, the umpire's got to notice you. That's important. Um, 
But yeah, it, it, I, I felt quite honoured to to have been able to to win a couple of times. And but uh, it um, it's one of those things that uh, uh, it's a team thing. The the, the um, you um, have success or you play well if the team's playing well and you get support. So that's all part of it. Yeah. And, and how did you find out you'd won your two as I medals? Was there a <laughs> league presentation night? Or the, I like how, how can you recall back when, how you found out? Yeah, the the, um, the delegates used to count the votes at Wollondry. They'd have a meeting, special meeting on on yeah, generally the Sunday night. But after the last home and away yeah, round, yeah, yes. And um, I remember, I think it was the first one. I'm not <laughs> sure now where they rang me up and said I'd won it. And uh, I think it was Jeff Wagner and Peace Churches. They called in then, and um, and then when when did the pre- presentation take place? At the grand final, half time of the grand final. Did any of the years you won it, were you playing in the grand final? No, it certainly wasn't the first year, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure. We well, that worked out well. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I think one of the years definitely wasn't because you were dressed. <coughs> you were dressed in a suit. Unless you made that change at half time into a suit, <laughs> yeah, yeah so. that's right. Well, the sixty uh, one was the first one, I think. Uh, that was the year when um, Jeff Wanky and I went into North Albury and played oh, okay. uh, on permits at the end of the year. Yep. See, um, um, while I didn't make the the final, the finals. See, uh, the, early in my career, there was only eight teams in the league. We only had 14 games, yeah, so we didn't start all that early and yeah, it was uh, it was quite different. We are talking if one of the Hume Football League's greatest ever players and administrators, Merv Wagner. Now Merv, we did say before the break that you did play at a couple of other clubs, North Aubrey and then a part of 1962 season. Yeah, <coughs> we were able to go in and play on permits, Waller didn't make the finals. And so we were able to go in, and our season finished uh, well before theirs. Uh, so Jeff Wank and I went in and played four games on permit. Don Ross was uh, was the coach, and and then I stayed for for the next year, sixty two, before clearances closed. Cole Can came to see me and uh, if I go and play footy for them because they were doing well. At, I think they were second or something like that. Anyway, there was Harry Gardner. Dick Smith and uh, Jim Stockton, who was coaching at the time, come to see me. And, um, and and actually what swung the deal was they got me some share farming at Malvern and uh, I didn't have anything real permanent at that stage in my... 62 Wagga beat us. We, played, uh, we beat Wagga in the second semi-final quite comfortable, but then we had to play them on their own ground in the grand final that year and it was wet and we didn't handle that. So they beat us. And, but then we beat Tamora at Henty in the 63. Two good years had Cole Cairn, good players like Harry Gardner would be the most determined player I've ever played with. <laughs> he had was, a great record, didn't he? Oh, he was just, you know, you, you don't lose. You just get out. No, we can win this, we can win this. Uh, yeah, he had a great attitude and uh, determination. We had Pat Adams, uh, another one who's a bit like that. Yeah, so it was a good good team. Was Billy Box around <coughs> in those days? Yeah, but Bill was playing, not the first year. He played for Henty in 63. And we played Henty in the prelim final. Yeah, I had to play against Bill. Yeah, tough afternoon against <laughs> Bill, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, we we played them at uh, 
Euron Creek and we were lucky enough to win because we lost the second semi-final to um, Tamora at Holbrook. Yeah, so then uh, we had to play Tamora in the grand final and we were able to do that. All right, so we'll move. Now, your first real step into a sort of leadership role administration was 1973, you became, pre- for the 73 season, you were president of Walla? Uh, seventy. End of 72. End of 72, yes. elected, Yeah, yep. you're right. 73 is uh, first year as a playing president. 73 and 74, I was a playing president. Luckily, they were premiership years. <laughs> just proves that uh, you just need a good committee around you, don't you? Do it all yourself. And So uh, how long were you president <coughs> of the club at Walla? I think I finished in 77, so that would be, what, five Five or six years I did. When did you first become involved in the Hume Football League on the executive? 78. 78, I'll be, I was elected vice president. I wouldn't do the two jobs. I don't believe you can. You know, when, you, when you're um, on the league board, you've got to be uh, independent and be seen to be independent. And, and I, I went off the Waller committee as well. There was sort of the start of a, a great um, administrative role with Des Kennedy. We spoke about Des earlier in the in our um, chat, but tell yeah. us a little bit about Des Kennedy, the character, the man, and where he bobbed up from. It's amazing. Uh, you know, Des and I met in a cow paddock. We, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. One Sunday, my family was invited to their neighbours. Like, there was little farms they had just out of Walla towards Calcan there. Elmore and I, it's my elder brother, we were kicking the footy after lunch. And Des seen us, and he come across, jumped the fence and come out a kick with us, and that was a, when we met each other, and that that would have been primary school days, you know, uh, but we become great friends, and uh, Des would have been going to school then when when I met him, of course. So we uh, we've had a long we had a long association actually, Des and I, and got on well with. Um, we just sort of understood the same ideals for sport. We liked encouraging young people and things like that. And Des was a great um, administrator from that point of view. He'd give uh, opportunities where young people can, you know, start their sport and develop. It was just, uh, yeah, he had a quite a gift there. And, and look, he, he's, um, his job in, enabled him to do that, but not only that, he wanted to do that. So what was his employment in Walla? Well, he, he, was, uh, he started in the post office just as a, a worker. And then, of course, uh, when he come back, and he went away for a while, and then he come back as uh, postmaster. That was a, a good re- good recruit for Walla, wasn't oh, it? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And the, and the district, like not only Hume Football League, but the Brocklesbyn District Cricket Association. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, foot, foot, <laughs> he always used to say to me, he said, football is just a game to fill in between cricket. The cricket was his game because he played cricket. Yes. So he played a bit of football, only a bit of junior football. He said, yeah. He said, no, look, this is just to fill in. We're waiting for the cricket again. <laughs> but but he, he was a grateful for both sports. He just sort of had that ability to um, know what should be done and get it done. Merv, so when, <coughs> when was your first sort of senior role in, in the Hume League? Like a, when did you become president or were you vice president oh. for a while? Behind, under- yeah, vice president until um, 2000. Yeah, from I had a, I had a, a quite a long time vice president, and I joined that, you know, because I worked with um, Max Johnson first, then Gary O'Connell, and I was also able to be uh, a selector for the interleague footy, which I enjoyed immensely. Interleague footy, and um, so I was able to do that. But when I became president, of course, I had to give that job away. I didn't mind being uh, the vice president for such a long time. I was involved. Uh, with the administration and and uh, 
didn't uh, get the um, all the phone calls that you get when, as yeah. I found out when I was president, it was quite different. Uh, I started uh, being president in 2000. Well, uh, the phone calls come to you then as a president and uh, it's just a little bit different ball game. So 2000, a bit over two decades ago, what were some of the, the immediate challenges for um, the new president, Merv Wagner? Yeah, well, see, that was uh, the time when um, we had clubs that were really struggling. You had uh, Rand, Wilbundry, Rocklesby, Burrumbuttock, Urana, clubs that uh, couldn't field juniors. So we had a number of meetings with them. They were quite uh, concerned about uh, their futures. And so we had a number of meetings with them. And um, Gary Buchanan, who was the uh, chief at Wagga, he'd come down and we'd meet with the clubs and discuss their situations. As history uh, has it now, uh, they all amalgamated in different They've had uh, junior teams ever since, which was probably what had to happen, because of the, um, you know, the scarce uh, numbers in the, in the country, and that's only getting worse. As a young fellow growing up and playing footy for Walla, could, would you ever imagine Brocklesby and Burren Buttick in the fifties and sixties amalgamating, or a Walla and a Walbundry? <laughs> No, it's uh, it's something you wouldn't have uh, certainly wouldn't have thought of then. But it's interesting uh, how even you're you're you know how you're opponents, but when you've got to do something together, how you can work together, it it's been proved uh, in in a number of uh, situations now, and, and which is good to see. Yeah, Brock yeah. Burham was a good case, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, uh, Randall Bundy that yeah. worked okay, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it it was uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. It's not quite the same as having your own uh, little club, but if you got to do it, you got to do it, haven't you? It's better than the other alternatives. Isn't well, it? it is. It's better being involved than not being involved. Yeah. But one of the other loves was tennis. Of course, we, you did touch on a bit earlier when you were at Albury High, yep. but you had a, a long, long. At North Walla Tennis Club, was it? Yeah, well... And then Walla, was it all? Yeah, well, I started uh, at the club out in the country, Centrals. Then I moved to um, Hume Association to a club called Sunrise. That was on a private property. Yeah, and then um, into Walla. And then uh, then I played cricket for 20-odd years. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and, uh, and then come back to play tennis, and that's when I... But Walla was so good at cricket. Very successful. Oh, yeah. They were... Yeah, you know, they were outstanding. They were yeah. dominant. You know, we, we had some really good cricketers and uh, nearly all the time in the finals. We had two teams and then one year we had three teams. I know well, I, I, there was another guy and I, we used to um, have these young boys who wanted to play cricket and they couldn't drive to... to uh, the, they, they weren't old enough to drive. We had these um, young boys that... Uh, were keen on cricket and I loved playing with them. It, it was really great fun. They were good kids and they wanted to play their cricket and they, uh, we had a lot of fun actually. We, we weren't, uh, we didn't have success as far as winning anything but uh, we had success from the point of view that we were playing and yeah. competing and that was important. And a bit of success at tennis? Yeah, I, th- I won uh, a premiership with Sunrise and now I used to play A grade um, in the Hume comp then before I went to play cricket. Uh, but since when I come back, I don't think I played in a number of grand finals. But to me, you know, I love playing in grand final. I played in five uh, losing grand finals in football, and I just enjoy 
playing in grand final. Great occasion. Yeah, the, like, uh, you know, some people say, oh, if you don't win, well, you might not have been there. I never took that attitude. Not at all. It, it's just a great experience. Yeah, I think sometimes there's, sometimes the runner-up almost feels like they might as well finish last. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that, should it? No, I, I never, ever felt that was the way. No, not at all. Now, Merv, what about in your, seen a lot of the Hume League football, players coming and going? Who are some of the the, good, the best players that you played with and some of the best juniors you've seen come through? Yeah, just before I get on to that, I'll just make a comment. Another challenging time was when... New South Wales asked us to take the Korean League in. That was uh, 2008, uh, where four teams came from the Korean League and into the, and and only came in after Christmas, like the decision was only made late. So Barry and I, we, we said, "Geez, we're going to do another draw here." <laughs> and with more teams to yeah, facilitate, it is a challenge, and and it was, but it was good that the the clubs. Uh, you know, I just said to them, you know, be patient. We all, uh, we'll I try and that at the time. S- yeah. sort something out. And uh, yeah, who would have ever thought Rennie would have played Holbrook or yeah, you know, Collie yeah. Ambly played Colton. That was the introduction of the final six. I thought was very important, especially when you got uh, so many teams and also an uneven draw. You yeah. don't play each other, and it was good to give that other team an an opportunity to play finals, and uh, that's worked. I believe well. Uh, some don't like it, I know, but I always thought because it gives an extra eighty odd footballers and netballers opportunity to play final. Yeah. Now, oh, now, Merv, another thing too. You were telling. Let's go back to the farm. <coughs> right. Tell us about your dad' early days putting in crops. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when uh, primary school days, um, Dad used to have eight horses um, that he'd. Um, Tow his um, uh, pull his machinery around, like sow the crops, harvest the crops with these eight horses. You'd you'd uh, drive them in in two lines of four, <laughs> with uh, and it's amazing what you could do with. They call you know you had long straps and they were called reins, and that's how you had to guide your horses. Yeah, it was just uh, just amazing, and uh, I, I was always fascinated how these horses. Would, would do the right thing. You know, you can train a horse, there's no doubt you can, and, and that's been proved uh, over and over again, hasn't it? But um, these horses did get used to what they had to do and uh, and they do it. And so I had a fascination for horses and, well, and, and that what made me, I, I worked at the Wabundi Show for 40 years on the, one of the uh, horse rings down there and uh, it was because I just uh, fascinated with horses and the ring that I worked on, there's some very, very good horses that come in there for the um, gentleman rider and lady riders, and so it was. Um, that, that's probably why I stayed so long because I used to enjoy just watching these horses and watching the judge judging them. Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, They're a fascinating animal. There's no doubt. Okay, well, you're a good judge of a horse, Merv. What about a good judge of a footballer? Who are the <laughs> Who are the couple of the better junior ones you could see saw come through, and and some of the great senior players? Yeah, well, I reckon that the three best players that I played with and also played against was Don Ross, Bill Barton, and Harry Gardner. I played against Bill and Harry. But the uh, I didn't play against Don. Oh, no, I didn't think. No, I didn't play against Don. And another one was Stan Sargent. Um, they were At probably North yeah. They yeah. were probably the, the the better ones that I played played with. 
Although, dear, there was a lot. Like, oh, it's, a, uh, it, it's so hard to, to uh, name them all. Uh, another one, uh, Don Starr. See, Don Starr yeah. played in, um, in uh, Melbourne and uh, played against him. Ken Lindner was always a, a bit of a battle. He was yeah. a little bit taller than me and uh, we used to do, have a lot of battles in the ruck. And, uh, and Ivan, as I said before, Ivan Benny, he was another good one. But look, there's just so many. And another one, when I was in the Farrah League, another one that I enjoyed playing against was John Ross. Yeah, he, uh, he was uh, played for Manga. Yeah, yeah. Manga player. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, and, but look, over that period, as you can imagine, there's been a, a lot, a lot of good footballers. The, um, the ones that uh, stand out as far as have gone on further, uh, Justin Kosicki, John Longmire. Now, John Longmire, we, uh, we used to have the uh, interleague games, junior interleague games with Corrine and Hume League, under 14s, under 16s. And one day, John, we were playing at Rand, and John was a real standout. This boy's certainly got it, and he started there and that. Uh, as I said, gee, Adam Schneider was another one who uh, went on, and, and they all went through that program. Been Only some them. good ones. Oh, well, there you go. Well, what a remarkable career Merv Wagner has had on and off the field. He has impacted community sport like no other with his ability to unite and foster community sport. For now, I'm Robbie McKinlay. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to catching you next time on the Saturday Catch-Up. Thanks to the SSNA Club.